0: First service is 9 a.m. to 10.30, followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now, for the best part, let's get into the Word.
1: Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and say that King of Kings, as we gather at your table this very morning, that King of Kings, oh Father, Lord, you will feed us, my Father, us with our daily bread in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god we give you the praise the honor and the glory in jesus name we pray amen and amen thank you so much for reassuring that you can hear me guys yeah i just want to thank all of you for being here this morning for starting the week yet again in the presence of the most high god and uh, we thank god for um pastor diana as she opened uh, this week for us um what caught my eye was um the prayer where she was praying that God opens our eyes. Indeed, may our eyes be opened this year, you know, that to the things that God has in store for us, the things that we didn't know that were there for us. In the name of Jesus, we I was just um, taken to the woman Hagar, Hagar and her son Ishmael. <clears throat> she has just been kicked out of the house of um, Abraham, Abraham, uh, because um, Sarah did not was was uncomfortable for her being with her son so she's on uh, in um, the bible says in in genesis chapter 21 uh, that um, abraham set them out off on 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 the, on a journey to go i don't know where they were going <clears throat> they didn't know where they were going can you imagine not knowing where you are going with a child and you are in a desert and uh, he gave them a bottle of water and some food but of course after some time the water ran out and when the water ran out this woman was so 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 distraught so she the bible says that she put her child in under a tree um, and then she also went somewhere um, just a little bit farther off because she says she did not want to see her child die. She didn't want to uh, to see it with her own eyes. So what she was seeing was death. But yet God <laughs> had life. God had life in the boy. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that you know God had the cry of the boy, and uh, He sent an angel and um, and, um, and 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 a message to 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 to, to, to the mother. Telling her, you know what, do not fear. Your son is not going to die. I'm going to make him a great nation. And the Bible says that she, he opened her eyes and she saw the, uh, water. She saw water. May, uh, uh, water. The water had been there, but she had, all she was seeing was death. All she was seeing was death. But God opened her eyes and she saw the water. May the Lord open your eyes this morning. May He open our eyes this year. That we may see that which we have not been seeing. That which, you know, we have been lacking. You know, water signifies life. So she couldn't see life. What she was seeing was death. But God was saying, you know what? I still have a lot to do with you. Amen. So it's it's not yet over with you, my friend. Just open your eyes. Say, Lord, open my eyes that I may see that which you have in store for me in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god hallelujah this morning i want to draw our attention to matthew chapter 18. <clears throat> matthew chapter 18 we'll be reading from verse 1 maybe through to two to six you know jesus christ is saying as matthew chapter 18 verse 1. matthew 18 verse 1 to 6. the disciples approach jesus christ and they are asking a question who is the greatest who is the greatest? Who is the general in the in the, in the kingdom of God? Who is who is the, who is powerful? You know, we know how to rank people. <laughs> what 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 are the rankings of, uh, uh, of 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 the person who is greatest in your kingdom? They were asking. How many ranks does he have? Is he a general? Is he is he a lieutenant general? Who is he? <laughs> hmm? They wanted to know who is greatest. And Jesus Christ, the Bible says, at that time the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who? is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven and um, in answer to them this the bible says in verse 2 he called a child he called a child and put the child in the midst of them and this is what he told them in verse 3 said truly truly i say to you unless you turn and become like children you will never enter the kingdom of heaven Whoever humbles himself like, like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself in, uh, like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I just want to talk us, uh, about, uh, to us about how to become like children in the presence of the Most High God. If you want to be great, you need to become like a child. Hallelujah. We need to be childlike in our faith, in everything that we do. Except, you know, keep on maturing in his word. So this is what he says. Unless you do what? Unless you turn. Unless you turn. Unless you turn. The King James Version says, unless you are converted. <clears throat> unless you are converted and become as little children. There is a becoming. You know, you, be, you need to be converted to become. You convert You convert to become. You turn to become. Unless you turn. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 22, verse 32, the Bible says, Jesus Christ was talking about, was talking to Peter. And he was saying, The devil has sought to sift you like wheat. The devil has sought to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for your faith. I have prayed that your faith shall, may not fail you. Do you hear that? I have prayed that your faith may not fail you. And then he says, And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers and this was and this happened because jesus christ had seen it he had seen it and uh, we know that peter went ahead to deny jesus christ three times hallelujah and in john chapter 21 we find jesus christ going back to seek uh, to look for them because in john chapter 21 peter says i am going fishing these things of christ do not work i left my all i left my family i left my businesses i am going back fishing I am going back fishing. You know, Jesus had met him at the, at the sea of, of uh, Gennesaret. And that's where the Bible tells us that he left everything. <laughs> he left everything. <clears throat> he left everything. After receiving that miracle where he caught fish that like he never caught before, he walked away. The Bible says he walked away. But now in John chapter 21, we find him going back fishing. How is he going back fishing? Where is he? How is, how is he accomplishing that? How is he accomplishing that? He accomplishes that because, you know, he did not give up everything, just like some of us do. He didn't give up everything. Where is, where is he getting another boat from? Just, just like that. And on this occasion, he's going back fishing at another sea called Tiberius, So they are two different, you know, two different uh, lakes. When Jesus met him in, the, in the, at Lake of Gennesaret, he gave up everything. Everything. But did he? I think he didn't because he he had he, I think he had two businesses one in Genesaret and another in Tiberius, so the one in Tiberius he did not give up he, he saved for the rain a rainy day. He said I'm gonna yeah I'm following Jesus but <laughs> this man I don't trust him. I don't trust him. Supposing something happens. Supposing he doesn't he doesn't come through for us and and some of us have got you know some other bots some side bots. This morning, you've got to destroy every side boat. Hallelujah. If you want to, to be great in the kingdom of God, you've got to destroy every side boat and just believe in God. Hallelujah. So he says, I'm going back fishing, and he goes back fishing. But Jesus Christ, the Bible says, he comes in the morning. The Bible says that night, they caught nothing. In John chapter 21, you can go and read it. They caught nothing. God made sure that he gets all the fish and put them in one side. The, the side where Peter and his uh, and his fellow disciples who had gone back fishing where they caught absolutely nothing. You see, if you walk away from God, if you walk away from uh, uh, believing in God, God will make sure that you are fishing, but you will catch nothing. You will work but catch nothing. You will work but gather nothing until you return back into believing in Him. That's what He was telling him. I have prayed for you that your faith may not what may not fail you. Peter's faith failed him. His faith failed him. But Jesus Christ is good. Our God is good. Our God is a good of mercy. Our God is a good of a second chance. So the Bible says that in the morning, as these guys were, you know, were, were on, in, 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 on, on the lake, they saw somebody on the seashore. And this somebody on the seashore was Jesus Christ, but they didn't know it. And what was he doing? He was making breakfast. He was roasting some fish was roasting some fish. The Lord of the fish was lo- roasting the fish that they were looking for in the lake all the time and they could not get it. So he asks them, guys, do you ha- have you caught any fish? And they say, no. Have you caught any fish? They say, no. They say, come on, come on, come on. He said, so, you know, put, put your nets on the other side. And the moment he said that, John recognized that this is Jesus Christ. They caught fish that they had never caught before again. So they walk to the, the shore and they find him busy <laughs> roasting the fish, preparing breakfast for them. <laughs> and this is when he asks Peter three times. You know, Peter denied him three times. But he asked him for three times whether he loves him. And Peter is you know, saying, but you know, you, you know. And after that, Jesus Christ says, go and feed my lamb. In other words, he restored him. That was his turning moment. So this is where in Luke chapter 22, before all this happens, he says, when you have turned back, when you have been converted, when you are going to go astray, but when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Because in John chapter 21, when his faith failed and he says, I'm going back fishing, guess what? He took along others. Others said, we are going to. You see, when your faith fails, when your faith fails, you begin to, to, to mislead others. Hallelujah. But this morning we are saying we are returning back. Returning back. We are turning back. We are being converted back to become like children in the presence of the Most High God. Because when you turn back, when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. So he's saying unless you turn and become, become You've you've got to become like children. You've got to become like children. You've got to become like children. Psalm 131, verse 2 says, But I have calmed and quietened my soul. I have calmed and quietened my soul. The soul of a child is quiet. The soul of a child is calm. Hallelujah. Like a wind child with its mother, he says. Like a wind child is my soul within me. In other words, I am comfortable. I am not, you know, anxious. He says, until you become like children, you become, you become, you become. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 20, Paul writes and says, brothers, do not, be, do not be like children in your thinking. Yeah, in our thinking, I'm not saying that we're going to begin you know, going back to uh, pacifiers. No, 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 no. He no. so, do not become like children in your thinking. Be infants in evil. That's what he's, what he's talking about. Be infants in evil. Be innocent in evil. Do not be experienced in evil. Be virgins in, <laughs> in evil. In other words, do you understand? Be, 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 let us be mature in the thinking, but when it comes to evil, it needs us to become like children. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, it says, Like newborn infants, long or desire for the pure spiritual milk. Pure spiritual milk. That's 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 heavy. That's heavy. Pure. When it says pure, that means there's impure. Spiritual, that means there's unspiritual. So some people are desire impure and spiritual milk. But you and I, as a child, as a newborn infant, you are to keep on desiring. You can you, sh- you must never m- mature. You must never mature enough that you do not desire the the word of God. You must never come to, I'm so mature now, I don't need the word of God. No, 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 no. Like new infants, he says, long, long, my soul thirsts for you. Just as the deer panteth for the water brooks, so does my soul long for you. You've got to have a longing. You, can, you should never mature enough never to long for the presence of God. Some of us are so, 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 so. Some people are so mature enough. They say, ah, why should I even go for a prayer meeting? I have arrived. Why should I even go to church? I have arrived. Why should I even log on in the morning? I have arrived. No. For you to be, uh, 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 the, the, the fact that you are always here every morning is testament enough that you are longing You have this longing. You have this desire in you. So he says like as as newborn infants, long desire for the pure spiritual milk. Why? Because by it, you grow up in salvation. That's how we grow in salvation. If you see a person who is stunted in their spiritual growth, in their salvation, that means that they have lost the desire for pure spiritual milk. That should never be you. Say, that's not me in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. So Jesus Christ is saying, unless you become, you become like a child, like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This is Jesus Christ himself saying, the qualification, one of the qualifications of entering into the kingdom of heaven of, uh, of heaven, is to become, you are 50, um, 50 something right now, but in my spiritual, in my desire for the Lord, I need to become like a child. And we are going to see how. I need to become like a child. I need to remain a child. And then he says, whoever humbles himself, whoever humbles himself. (laughs) You see, if you are waiting for God to humble you, it's going to be painful. It's going to be painful. I need to humble myself this morning we're talking about humility I need to humble myself whoever humbles himself like this child he says is, is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven did you hear that so number one how do we become like children how do we become like children number one you need to practice humility practice humility practice humility the key verse there is uh, is um, Ma- uh, Matthew 18 verse four practice humility. Practice humility. Whoever humbles himself, the Bible says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and in due season, he will exalt you. Hallelujah. Whoever humbles himself, practice humility. Humility is not weakness. Meekness is not weakness. Jesus Christ says, take my yoke. Take my yoke, for I am meek. I am meek. Hallelujah. A humble person is the strongest person on earth. Did you hear that? Jesus Christ, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, that he did not consider it robbery to be, to, to, to be equated to God. He is God. But irrespective of that fact, the Bible says he humbled himself and made himself, he he became, he turned, hallelujah, he turned, he humbled himself, and he turned, he became, he he was converted into a bond servant, into a human being. (laughs) God condescending to become, you know, a human being, putting on human flesh, frail humanity. What kind of humility is that? I don't know if it was me and I was God. I, would, I don't think I would have come like, 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 like Jesus. I would just have thundered and everything, you know. But he humbled himself and became like a baby. He became a baby. He became a child. Hallelujah. Jesus became a child. We just celebrated Christmas. He became a child. He turned into a child. <laughs> That's an example. If God... Who could, the Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 1, that he, he was with God. In the beginning, he was with God. Hallelujah. And he is God. And everything that was made, was made through him. Nothing that was made, that was not made through that man, through, that, through, through Jesus Christ. But what did he cho- how did he choose to appear? How did he choose to make an entrance? As a child. He became a child. Hallelujah. He was converted into a child. (laughs) And he became obedient, even to the uh, 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 obedience to death on the cross, the Bible says. Death on the cross was reserved for only criminals, but he humbled himself to die, to be killed by those whom he created. Can you believe that? What kind of humility is that? They nailed him to the cross. Pa, pa, pa they were nailing the one who created them. He was just there humbling himself. He had the power to call upon heaven and legions of heaven of angels would have descended on that mountain and destroyed every person there. But that that, that that's not what that was not his goal. He had a higher vision. He had a bigger picture. Hallelujah. He humbled himself and became a child and the Bible says and because of that, hmm. He was given the name above every other name he became the greatest the greatest name that at the mention of that name that at the mention of that name whenever you are in trouble and you say jesus did something happens in the in, in in the in the spiritual world it says at the mention of his name every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is lord why because he humbled himself he humbled himself He became a child. Now listen, little children realize that they are small. Little children, they know that they are small, and that's why they look up to grown-ups. They look up to grown-ups. Our children look up to grown-ups. They know that in their lack of strength and wisdom, they need help from grown-ups. That's why they ask for help. That's why they ask for guidance. Hallelujah. Today is Monday. My son is about to go to school. He's going to walk in here in a a few moments and he will just walk. I say boldly, Dad, I'm going going to school. Make sure that you put some, some money for lunch for me. He's, you know, he's asking. He's asking because he knows that he's dependent on me. Do you understand that? So we as children of God, we as children of God, we need to humble ourselves and always constantly ask for guidance, ask for help. Ask for help. Listen, God wants to be you to be aware of your lack of strength. You have got to be aware of that. I am weak, but King of Kings, without you I cannot make it. I need your strength. He needs you to understand your your, your inabilities, your your, your frailties, your limitations. And that's why he wants us always to ask for assistance and to ask for wisdom. Ask for uh, assistance and ask for wisdom. Wisdom, how to navigate, you know, the vicissitudes of life, how to navigate the valleys, how to navigate the the barriers that the devil lays in our path. That's why James chapter 1, verse 5, The Bible says, if anyone lacks, if anyone lacks what? Wisdom. Let him do what? Let him ask. Let him ask. Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. Ask and it shall be given to you. says, if you lack wisdom, you realize that as a child, I am lacking in this. I need to ask my father who is in heaven. Hallelujah. Just like my son is going to walk in here and ask. For money for lunch or for shoes, whatever he wants. You just walk in and say, my shoes are torn. And he'll walk away. He's done. So it, <laughs> the onus is on me to look for the shoes. Amen. And that's what God wants us to be. To be reliable on him. To be reliable on him. May we be men and women who practice humility. If anyone lacks, not a few people, anyone. If anyone lacks what? Wisdom. Let him ask God. Let him ask his Father who art in heaven. That's what Jesus Christ taught us as he, as, as he was teaching the disciples how to pray. When you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Give us this day our daily bread. He says that God who gives generously will give without reproach to him who asks. And then he says, let him ask in faith though. As you ask, ask in faith. So number one, practice humility. be a humble person some of us are not humble at all be humble in your house be humble in you. I know you were the head of the family but uh, you know be humble to your children be humble to your spouse be humble to your spouse some of us the way we hand, hand, handle our spouses like you are handling a maid or a servant in the house be humble be humble in your place of work be humble in your church be humble Practice humility. humility is the bedrock of Christianity because our master that, that we follow that we profess to, come, uh, to, to follow was humble and he's humble, so humble enough hmm, to leave heaven and make his abode in your heart. Do you understand that the God who made the universe humbles himself humbles himself to dwell in your heart. So let us practice. Humility. As children. As children. If you want to be great in the kingdom of God, let's practice humility. Be humble. Be humble. Wherever you go, be humble. Whatever whatever you do, be humble. Whoever humbles himself, he says, whoever humbles himself shall be. Is the one who that will be what? That will enter the kingdom of heaven. Number two. As a child, children practice trust. Children practice trust. They are trustful. They trust in grown-ups. They trust in their parents. Do you understand that? Proverbs chapter five, uh, 3, verse 5. What does the Bible say? It says, Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. How? With all your heart. With all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Psalms 37 verse 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good and dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Hallelujah. In verse 5 of Psalm 37, it says, Commit your way to the Lord and trust Him and He will act. As a child, that's what God wants you to do. My children, your children, Those who, uh, we were children before, but we trusted in our parents. We committed our way into our parents says, do not lean on your own understanding because your, your own understanding is fragile. Your own understanding is, is foolishness to him. So we need his understanding. Say, Lord, fill me with your understanding. And it says, acknowledge him, in not, not in some of your ways, but in all your ways. In all your ways. Acknowledge him in all your ways. And what will happen? And he says, he will make your path straight. Do you understand? Trust is a wonderful characteristic of little children. They trust their parents implicitly to meet their needs without any shadow of a doubt. They trust them. But many people trust in materialistic pursuits. Many Christians Depending on their, their own abilities, depending on their own connections, depending on their education, depending on the money they have—all that is sinking ground. God wants us, we as children, to trust Him completely to meet our needs. Philippians chapter four, verse nineteen. What the, what does the Bible say? Philippians four nineteen. Philippians four chapter uh, uh, chapter four verse nineteen. He says, and my God will do what? Will supply. My God will supply. My God will supply. My God will supply all, not some, all your needs. We need to come to that point where we know that our God is able to supply all our needs. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible, the Psalmist says in Psalm 23, and says, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. You need to come to that point. You need to come to that status of knowing that he is your shepherd. He is your daddy. I am not going to beg for bread. I will not want. (laughs) I will not want. God ensures that you have what you want. Hallelujah. What you want. Did you hear that? What you need is make sure it's there. You need to come to that point of being like the child, knowing you know what? I, if i open the fridge i will find the milk if i open the fridge there must be bread because daddy will provide <laughs> i shall not want first 2 corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 2 corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 paul writes and says and god is what is able god is able to do what to make all grace abound to you Why? So that having all sufficiency in all things, at all times, you may abound in every good work. Your God, your heavenly Father, hmm, has the propensity, has the capacity, has the power to supply not some, but all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. There is more where you see all this. Where it came from, there is more. He is rich. <laughs> Your father is rich. You are... You do not need to be connected to, to a minister. You don't need to be connected to a, a, a member of parliament. No, you are connected to the greatest. Do you understand that? you are created? You are connected to the greatest of all. The creator of all. All these men will pass away. All these men will pass away. Hallelujah. As we stand, for example, those of you in Uganda, we have lost um, the governor of the bank of Uganda uh, who died yesterday. May his, ros- uh, may his soul rest in, in eternal peace and may the Lord comfort his family. But that goes to show you that men are here tomorrow and they are not here the next day. He was a powerful man, yes? He has done great for the country, Yes? But he he cannot live forever but you see you are connected to the god an everlasting god to eternal riches in glory so as a child trust in him he wants you to have that childlike faith trust in him trust in him trust in the lord childlike faith i normally tell people uh, i normally relate this story Many years ago, when I just started, it was still in Africa. Just started to go to Dubai. One time, I I, I flew to Dubai, and my son, who is about now twenty two, um, by then he was about a year, so a year, a year old. So I, I brought an aeroplane for him. Uh, this toy 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 aeroplanes, of course. So he played with this, t- and um, for for some for some time. But where we lived was in in, in the pathway of uh, the. the, the the, the aircraft as uh, aeroplanes were going to land at airport. So one day he got tired of this little aeroplane aer- that he was pr- uh, playing with. And he says, you know what? He walks to me and says, daddy, next time you go, I want you to buy for me a uh, plane like, as, like that one that passes over here. Do you understand? He just came and made that statement. He had the faith that I can buy an, an, <laughs> an airliner. Can you believe that? That is the, that, a child. He came as a child. That's the kind of faith that God wants you to use as you ask him. Ask for big stuff, knowing that he is able. Hallelujah. Some of us, when we go before him, we are asking with doubt. Can he manage this? Uh, This one? God cannot manage this. Oh, my God. You will receive nothing. That's why uh, uh, James says, "If if you ask without faith, you will receive nothing. A person who asks without faith must not believe that they will receive anything from God. (laughs) Your God is massive. Your God is powerful. He is the almighty God. For goodness' sake, he is the almighty God. El Shaddai. Hallelujah. He is able to do all things according to the power that works in you. Hallelujah. Abundantly abundantly, excessively, he is able. <laughs> With him, nothing shall be impossible, child of God. So when you come before your heavenly father, come like a child, ask. Yours is to ask, hallelujah. The how it's going to happen is not for you to know. <laughs> Desire came and walked to me and says, I want an aircraft like that one that flies over this house you understand? He had that faith. You think your children, have, you know, uh, w- w- they will they, they, they walk to you asking for shoes and ask, wondering where you're going to get the money. They don't, That's not, that's not their, their, their portfolio. Theirs is to ask as a child. Ask as a child. This year in 2022, can you ask the Lord as a, ch- as a child? Can you trust that he is able? Can you trust that he's able to do that which is before you? Lean against Him. Lean against Him. Trust in Him. As like a child. Childlike trust in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. We are going to pray this after. Hallelujah. Number three, practice light-heartedness. Practice light-heartedness. Travel Light travel light. Some of us are carrying excess baggage. You know, those frequent flyers, those, who, those of you who fly on aircraft, whatever ticket you buy has got a maximum amount of weight that they give you. If they give you two bags, 23 kilograms each, and for you, you show up at the airport with the four bags, each bag carrying 50 kilos, Guess what? You are going nowhere with those kilos unless you want to pay for them. Because there's a limitation. And some of us, oh my God, we travel heavy. We travel heavy. When I say travel light, that means that you have got to travel with less baggage. We are carrying too much baggage that we are not meant to carry. Too much baggage. Too much baggage. That's why Jesus Christ says, you know what? I take my yoke. It's light. Let, let, let there be an exchange. Let there be an exchange. Take my mine. Give me yours. And take mine. Hallelujah. But what we do is because we are too smart, we are too, you know, we, we are too rationalistic. We are carrying a lot. Some of us, somebody somewhere here, you are carrying too much like that, than, more than you can bear. You were not wired to do that. You are not uh, made to carry that kind of weight. Hallelujah. If you put the weight that an airplane carries on a lorry, the lorry will just collapse and break into pieces. Do you understand? And, and That's why some of us are like that. That's why you, you find a Christian in, in, in a depression. Depression. They are too depressed. Why? Because they have been carrying more than <laughs> they were meant to carry. You enter into an aircraft or a bus or a taxi or whatever, and you know there are racks for you where to put your luggage, but you're still in the taxi and you're still carrying the luggage on your head. Can you imagine that? You still have your luggage on your head, and and yet there are racks. The manufacturer of the bus put their racks for you. so that When you enter into the bus with your luggage, put the luggage in the rack and sit comfortably. So some of us are on this journey called life. We are carrying baggage on our head, yet there are, 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 are places where we need, where we need to, to, to have put the luggage, and that is in Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. You cannot carry it. You can't manage. You can't manage. You can't. You will collapse under the weight. You are carrying your children. You are carrying your husband. You are carrying everybody. You are carrying. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot carry them in in, in your mind. You, you just have to ask God to do it for you. Hallelujah. Let's go into First Peter chapter 5 verse 7. What does he say? 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7. He says, casting all your anxieties. Casting all your anxieties on who? On him. Why? Because he cares for you. Casting. Mm. Did you hear that? Casting. Psalm 55, verse 22. The psalmist says, cast your burden unto the Lord. We used to sing that song. You know some of you, these Christians, these days of today, you have got modern songs and you have forgotten about these other songs that we used to sing that uh, that helped us. Cast your burdens unto Jesus for he cares for you. You remember that song? Ay-ya, ay-ya. <laughs> Some of you have never seen, I've never heard those songs. You've got to cast your burdens to the Lord. Psalm 55. There are burdens that you do not need to carry. I will say that again. Some of us are dragging suitcases. You are dragging truckloads that you do not need to carry. You are hoarding, you are a hoarder. Cast them to Him. They will wear you down. No wonder you are tired. you sleep, but you wake up more tired than you went to sleep. No wonder you have lost your appetite, you don't even want to see you have got things in your life, but you're not even enjoying them. You know that the most the most worryers the people who worry most are people who have a lot serious so have money in the bank, but you cannot even rest. He <laughs> says, cast your burdens unto him, and he will sustain you. He will do what? He will sustain you. Sustainability. The sustainability of a Christian emanates from the capacity of that Christian to cast their burdens, their worries to Jesus Christ as a child. Do you think that my sons in this house or my daughter, they are worried about rent? They are worried about, you know, uh, council tax. So they are worried about where the electricity is going to come from, Oh how the internet is is, is going to be disconnected. Should the internet, you know, skip? You will see them down here. What has happened? To the internet. What has happened? You just did, <laughs> Do you know? You ask, and you are asking, Have you even have, have you even thought about the fact that it's got to be paid for? That that is not his portfolio. Is, is there no free, is there Is't there no milk in the fridge <laughs> where there's no bread? they're not in your beds right now scratching their head where the next rent is going to come from No your babies you think they will just come and ask, where is this? because that's they trust in you. they have cast their their, 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 their burdens to you. It's you to carry them so a parent you will carry the burdens of your children. Do you understand that? Why you must be like a child in the presence of the Most High God? Cast your burdens. Cast your burdens. Cast that burden. Cast that sickness. Cast those cares. Cast, cast those debts. And to him. And he will sustain you. Hallelujah. He will sustain you. Unless you cast them to him, you will sink. He alone can sustain you. That's why Jesus Christ taught in Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6 verse 25 and says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about, do not be anxious about life. The level of anxiety in the children of God is disgusting. And it must not be so. If you trust in Jesus Christ, you gave him your life. That's why we say we gave him our lives. You gave him your life. Hallelujah. It's like you gave him your life but yet you take it back. <laughs> you, take, you give him the sin and then you take it back. That's what happens. If you are still worrying and still carrying loads of things, let me tell you, I do not send I can never spend a sleepless night over anything. People in this house can testify. Never. And the things that I carry, my friend, if they were to be put on some of us here we would collapse under them. But I do not waste my time on things that I cannot change. I cannot waste my time on things that I cannot change. I will repeat that. I do not waste my time on things that I cannot change. What do I do? I give them to the owner, the one who can change them. Hezekiah receives a letter from those Senecarib, whatever they are, threatening him. What does he do? The letter is addressed, according to the man, it's addressed to to King Hezekiah. But King Hezekiah says, no, this letter is not mine. He takes it to the owner. He takes it to the Lord. He says, Lord, this is for you. So you need to be a man, a woman who becomes like a child in the presence of God, who humbles himself enough, humble yourself enough to come to the point that you cannot handle this. This one I can't handle. Only you, God, can handle. And he's waiting. He's waiting for you to take it to him. He wants you to be carefree. He says, I tell you, do not be anxious about life. That's why Peter says, cast all your anxieties unto him. Too anxious. Some of us are here, too anxious. You can't even see beyond today. Today I'm finished, I'm finished, I'm finished, I'm finished. (laughs) My friend, I am carefree that I can see even myself in, in, in 20 years. Some of us, oh my God, I'm done. I'm fit. No. Cast your anxieties unto the Lord. Said, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body, what you will put on. And he says, Is not life more than food? Oh, life more than clothing? Did you hear that? Cast them to him this morning. Cast those burdens to him. Be carefree. Be carefree. You are caring too much. <laughs> you are caring too much. I don't, I don't. I'm not saying don't be careful. When I when I talk about being careful means do not tread on on things that will hurt you. Do not go into places that will will diminish your faith. You know, be careful the way you walk. Be circumspect the way you walk in your Christian walk. But carrying luggage, carrying stuff, carrying things. Come on, be carefree. Just give them to him. That's what a child does. That's what a child does. And God wants you to become light-hearted and carefree. Why? Because he is able to carry your burdens. He is like that rock that is in the bus or that rock that is in the aircraft, whatever, whatever you, you know, model transport you're using, where you need to put Your luggage. Just put it there and and relax. Come on. Enjoy the ride. Hey, enjoy the ride, my friend. Enjoy the flight. Some of us are not enjoying life because we are carrying too much. This morning, you need to become like a child in the presence of the Most High God. Give them to Him. Somebody say Amen. Give them to Him. Practice Carefreeness. Practice lightheartedness. Enjoy what you have right now. Enjoy what you have right now. Enjoy your children. Enjoy your spouse. Enjoy. Enjoy right now. Do not overburden yourself over things that you cannot change. Change what you can But the things that need God, give them to him. Hallelujah number 4 practice persistence persistence be persistent be persistent be persistent a child is persistent a child is persistent in Hebrews chapter 20, uh, 10 verse 23 Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 the bible says let us hold fast let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering Hold fast the confession of your faith without, of your hope without wavering, without wavering. Why? Because he who promised is faithful. (laughs) Unless you have a revelation of the one who promised, you will panic. You will live a panicky life. You will be on tenterhooks all the time. But they who know their God shall be strong, and they shall do exploits. they are persistent, they are confident. I am confident that he's going to come through for me, no matter what he's going to come through for me. Hallelujah, I am not going to ever. I am not going to doubt. I am going to hang on because I know he who promised is faithful and I will be I'll remain persistent. Yes, I failed yesterday. But that does not mean that I'm a failure. There's a there are two different things. Just because you failed yesterday does not mean that you are a failure. Just because you failed in that marriage or you failed in that business or you, whatever it is that you failed at yesterday does not qualify you as a failure. Why are you walking today? How are you walking today? You know why you're walking today? It's because as a child, when you started Tengenena, you know, when when the child makes the first step, the the, the, the parents are uh, ecstatic. They even have videos. Some, Some of you have got videos of your children taking the first step. But they take the first step and what happens? They fall down. If a child fell down and remained down because they had fallen down after taking a step, they would never walk. The reason the child keeps walks is because the child keeps getting up again. Hallelujah. They keep getting up again. Get up. Somebody get up. Get up again. Get up again and take another step. Yes, you may fall. Yes, you may not fall. But keep getting up. Keep getting up. Keep getting up. Keep being persistent in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. A little child may fall many times, but they, they never give up until they learn walking how do we learn how to ride bikes i learned how to ride a bike in i was in fort Potro in in, in western uganda i got on on this bike (laughs) and it took me on a slope i didn't i didn't know where to how to apply the brakes i didn't know what to do i hit i don't know what i don't remember what i hit but all i remember is i lost i lost a nail a toenail serious serious injury but guess what that did not stop me from getting back onto the bike. I went back onto the bike. I remember my dad used to have one of those uh, bicycles. Was it, it was a mech called Texind? <laughs> Texind. Oh my God! You touch his Texind, you are finished. But we used to steal it and and uh, and ride that Texind until we learned how to ride it. You fall, but you keep riding. You, you you get up again. Somebody get up again in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Come on. Come on. Get up again. You failed at that business. That does not make you a failure. Come on. You gave up. You failed once and you say, oh, that's not for me. No. That's not what a child does. A child keeps on keeping going. Hallelujah. Hallelujah they keep on standing they keep on taking another step they fall down they keep on standing keep on taking steps keep on arising arise somebody this year somebody you've got arise again arise to that vision arise to that commitment arise yes you failed yesterday you made mistakes here yesterday you made blunders here but do not give up hallelujah christians will make blunders That's going to shock some some people. Christians will make blunders. Christians will make mistakes. (laughs) They are human beings. You are a human being. (laughs) You are not an angel, my friend. You will make mistakes. You will make blunders. That's why you must never lift your voice and begin to talk about a Christian who has made a blunder. Hey, you made a blunder. Oh, they sinned. You are still... For you are still locked up in the blunder that they made. But God, as long as they arise again and go back to God and repent, God forgives them. So for you, you remain in the past, yet for them, they are already ahead. Then you start gossiping, then you make news, all this. I do not participate in such. They made a blunder, yes, because you have the propensity to make a blunder. You yourself. Yes, it is possible. But Christians who are more than conquerors, are those Christians who are like kids, they make blunders, they make mistakes, but they refuse to be tied down or locked down by those blunders in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. They get up, they dust themselves, they square their shoulders and lift up their heads and they do it again. They go back, they keep on going, they keep on going, they keep on going in the name of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, they refuse to give up. Do you understand, child of God? Now the church, the Christendom is filled with Christians who have given up. But this morning, in the name of Jesus, I come to awaken anybody on this line that has been tied down by past mistakes. And that gives us a good segue into the last part, which is practice anticipation. Practice anticipation. A child is, has anticipation that tomorrow is going to be fine. They, have, they, they are full of anticipation. You understand? Paul writes uh, clearly and says in, um, in uh, Philippians chapter 3, Philippians chapter three. What does he say? He says, Philippians chapter three. Um, let me get the verse right. Philippians chapter three, verse fourteen. <laughs> Let's start from verse um, from verse twelve. you think that Paul made mistakes? Of course he did. He was a human being. And he says in verse 12 12 of Philippians uh, chapter 3, Not that I have already obtained this. or I am already perfect. Did you hear that? Paul, the great apostle, knows that he's not perfect. He's not perfect. He is not perfect. He says, I'm not perfect. That I know. I have failed here. I know. I have made mistakes, I know. I have made blunders, I know. Some people know about them, some people don't know about them, some people talk about them. That I know. But irrespective of my failures, irrespective of my, you know, of my blunders, (laughs) this is one thing that I do. I press on. I keep on going forward. I keep on going forward. The problem with many Christians is they keep going backwards. They keep going backwards. If you see a car, if you see a car, the car the, the biggest the biggest mirror on the car is the front mirror. Call it the windscreen. That is the biggest mirror. That is why the manufacturer of the car made sure that the the mirror that looks that that, that helps you to look behind is as small as this. The side mirrors are small. Those are points of reference from where you are coming from. They are not, somebody said the past is not supposed to be a place of residence. Some people reside in the past. So Paul says, I refuse to live in the past. That, is, that one says, I refuse. A child, like we said earlier, will fall down as they are trying to walk, but they will, not, they will refuse to, to remain in the fallen state. They will rise again. Somebody is in a fallen state because you sinned, because you committed adultery, whatever you did, or you failed in a business, or you failed in a venture, or you failed in ministry. That does not mean that you should remain there. You're not perfect. But one thing that you should do, as Paul says, he says, I press on to make it my own. Why? Because Christ has already made it. He has already made it. He has already made me his own. You are his. If you are his, whatever you are doing is his. He has your best interests at heart. In verse 13, brothers, I do not consider that I I have made it my own, but one thing I do, one thing, one thing. What do I do? I forget what lies behind. I forget what lies behind. That child we talked about forgets the failures, the, the, the falling down. Have you seen a child fall down and say, oh, my God, the child is going to cry? But you see him wake, standing up and say, my God, this child. In their mind, they have made made up their mind that you're not going to remain on the floor. I'm not going to cry. I think it's uh, Pastor Diana who was talking last time and says, this this is a generation of of cry babies. (laughs) Cry babies. says, no, 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 no. I forget what lies behind. That one is in the past. You cannot change the past but you can influence your future. Hmm. The past is done. You can't undo it. You can't undo it. So why dwell on what you can't undo? That's what I said. Do not dwell on things that you can't change. You dwell on the past. You can't undo it. You can't unwind it. Today is the, 20, what, the 24th. You can't go back to the 23rd. But some of us live in, nine, in, 20, in 1999. Hmm. How are you going to make it? forgetting what does, what what lies ahead. It lies ahead, behind rather. That's why, it, leave it where it lies. Don't bring it into the now. Let it lie. Don't bring it into the now. Why bring it into the now? You're in 2022, but you are bringing the things of the past now. You are too historical. <laughs> you can't talk to sister so and so because of what, what lies behind. Hey! Hey! <laughs> He says, I forget what, li- what is behind, and I strain forward. I strain forward to what lies ahead, to the upward call, the prize of the upward calling. He's straining ahead. Did you hear that, child of God? Children keep straining ahead. They look forward, keep looking ahead. They look in anticipation of the next day. You think they are worried about Monday, they are worried about She's, No, no, no. For them, they are expecting good things all the time. That's what children are. For children, discouragement is short-lived. It's short-lived. They don't carry it on. It's not in their bones all the time. But the past mistakes of yesterday, you are discouraged. <laughs> children look to the future with hope. That's why he says, unless you become like a child, who looks to the future with hope? You can never see my kingdom. You can never succeed. Children look ahead with anticipation. May you be a child of God who looks at all things with anticipation. Hold on fast to that confession. Hold on fast to that confession. Hallelujah. Is anybody listening this morning? Unless you are converted, unless you turn and become like a child and humble yourself. You will never see the kingdom of God. That's, those are Jesus Christ's words. They're not mine. They're not Paul's. Jesus Christ himself. Let's humble ourselves in a prayer right now in the name of Jesus and contemplate those words as I pray for us. Father, in the name above every other name, thank you for your word. For the entrance of your word brings light in the name of Jesus. Father, I lift up myself, I lift up your children on this line right now. And I am praying that King of Kings, my father, as we consider this word, we will be true to your word in Jesus' mighty name that we will be turned. We will humble ourselves and be turned into children. Just like you did humble yourself and left old glorious heaven to be turned into a child that you may win us. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, you say, unless we turn and become like children, we can never see your kingdom. Unless we humble ourselves, we can never see your kingdom. Father, I am praying for the spirit of humility to fall upon us in Jesus' mighty name. That we'll be men and women who practice humility in Jesus' awesome name. like children will trust you, will trust you with childlike faith in the name of Jesus, believing that you are able to do all things all things without failure, because we know that with you nothing shall be impossible in the name of Jesus. Therefore, we choose to trust in you. We choose to lean on you, not on our own understanding that you may make our paths straight. Make somebody's path straight in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Father, we are practicing lightheartedness. We are not going to carry stuff that we are not meant to carry. We cast our burdens unto you right now. All those sick, the sicknesses, the pains, the failures, we hand them unto you in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god father we are going to hold fast to onto our confession with hope with hope believing that you are coming through for us just like a child believes that king of kings their parents is going to come through for them we believe in you father god we believe in you king of kings and father we're going to be persistent persistent without wavering faith we will trust in you at all times knowing that you are coming through for us at any time you you are rescuing us rescue is on the way child of god rescue is on the way in the name above every other name and father like paul says we are gonna king of kings continue to fight on we are going to continue to fight on we are going to continue with anticipation looking forward father lord for the prize that is that you have already laid hold for us my father lord just like a runner keeps on running For the prize we are not going to lift our eyes to look at the stands look at who's calling our names we are going to forget what lies behind and we're going to strive on for the future in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god Father, father we give you the praise begin to praise him wherever you are begin to thank him wherever you are because you have been turned into that child in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god we give you the praise Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, I pray for your children as they go out this morning, walking out their main doors, going to work, going for businesses, going to school. Go ahead of them and be their rear guard. Some of them are going to their farms. Some of them are going wherever they are going today. Whatever plans they have, I am praying that they will see your goodness in the land of the living. May this day be the most successful day in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. May it be the most productive day in your life in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. By the time your head hits the pillow, may you raise raise up your voice and say, Lord, you have done it. Thank you, Father Lord. Thank you, King of Kings, in the name of Jesus. Father, as they jump on the buses, on the trains, on the border borders, wherever they are, Father, I pray for protection. Go ahead of them and keep them. Be their rear guard at all times. Keep their children as they go to school, my Father God. Keep them safe and sound in the classrooms, in the playgrounds. My Father, we build a wall of fire around our children, around our spouses, around our uh, our siblings, around our parents, around our fellow ministers. In the name of Jesus, go ahead of them, Father God. Today may they see your goodness in the land of the living. And Father, we pray that King of Kings, the words of our mouths and the meditations of our our minds may be pleasing to you at all times. In Jesus' mighty name, as we are being converted as children to you, in the name of Jesus. Abba, Father, have your way. We give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. And we promise that once all is said and done, we will bring back the glory to you because we can never share it. In the name above, every name, we ask all this. And somebody shouts, amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this sermon. And I know you've been blessed. For more information about Shiloh Tabernacle, and other sermons please visit our website www.shiloh.org.uk and don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms instagram twitter and facebook at shiloh ldn once again that's at shiloh ldn you've been listening to shiloh tabernacle london changing lives building dreams until next time